Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. On our show today, our guest is Haviva Richards. Javi is the pastor of the Church of the Living Spirit in Phoenix, Arizona, which is part of the NSAC, which is the National Spiritualist Association of Churches. She is an ordained minister, NST teacher, certified medium, and commissioned healer. She is also a trustee on the National Spiritualist Association of Churches board and their director of lyceums. Javi is a fifth generation spiritualist who truly loves teaching and helping explain spiritualism and its aspects to everyone. I met Javi last year in Phoenix during the Afterlife Symposium as her church hosted the two physical medium demonstrations with Scott Milligan. And I'm so grateful that the NSAC has asked both Scott and myself to be presenters at their upcoming convention in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which will be held September 29th through October 4th, 2019. And we'll talk more about that on our show today, because you may like to join us for the workshop and for the seances. And you can find out more at nsac.org. Or you can find an NSAC church near you at nsac.org. Also, you can visit Javi's church website and find out more about Javi and her special church at churchofthelivingspiritnsac.com. So I know I've said a lot, so it's time to meet our guest, Haviva Richards. A warm welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Thank you very much. So happy to talk to you again. I'm happy to talk to you. It's great. So even though we met that special night at the seance in Scottsdale, I don't really know too much about you. So you do a lot. You've done a lot. You've experienced a lot. Would you mind telling us your story of a little bit about you and how you got into this wonderful world of spiritualism? Absolutely. Um, My mother and father started going to a spiritualist church in Phoenix, Arizona, a tiny little church. Um, and I was so fascinated by it because it stuck with me where my parents introduced us to other churches and I would not, um, fit well with that. So I am a scientific person. I have to be proven beyond a shadow of doubt that spirit actually exists, that spirit communication is real and things that I was shown and taught, um, were proven to me beyond a reasonable doubt uh, later on in the life, I, before I got married, had a son who passed away, and we noticed that he came around his brother, where toys that had no batteries in it would roll across the floor with, and make sounds, and he would talk to him, and he would tell us things that my son, my two-year-old stepson at the time, wouldn't know otherwise, but we believe that his brother was telling him and playing with him and things that I've been told throughout my life. I only know have come back and people have told me things, including my mother who passed away this past year. She came back and gave a certain wordage to me that only her and I talked about in the car. And that just reiterates how much spirit is there 
And it so fits me in every way. I've, I've met many people and I've heard many and seen many things that are undeniably that we have the continuity of life after death. And it's just so amazing and so wonderful. And my grandmother, my great grandmother, um, everybody have always been in spiritualism and done wonderful and great things to help out people. And that's what I'm I'm basically want to do is help out people and help children, you know, understand that there is a place for them, if especially if they don't fit in many places. So this is just a wonderful religion, uh, philosophy and science to learn more about and you can ask questions and challenge things if you want that's great and i'm I'm grateful that your son got those messages or your stepson really super and i'm sorry about your mom i know grief is a very very difficult thing and it's great to be able to get those messages because we miss the person in flesh of course of course but she always comes back and um she actually just before day before she passed was actually her phone started dialing people, even though it didn't show on her phone, it was showing on their phones that she was calling them. So that's a pretty, pretty incredible. Yes, that is very incredible. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm just so happy that we're together and I've got so many questions. First, you're a fifth generation spiritualist. I know that spiritualism has been around for a long time, but I don't think I've ever met one who's been actively involved with or their family has been for such a long time. So I know you you've only, you only know what you know, but did you find growing up spiritualist was different than other kids and um you I'm I'm assuming you had a belief in this. Yes. Forever. Um yeah. Um I had friends that were that believed only certain things and I always asked them certain questions and then they would go back home and ask their parents. And of course their parents would be upset because they were starting to question if this was actually real and if their religion didn't, couldn't allow them to ask questions. So they started asking questions to their parents or their parents went to the, their churches and started questioning the churches. That's great. So I would, you know, I think the influence of spiritualism happened very early on. When did your mediumship open up and you became a certified medium? Well, um, I had, I was, I actually got messages early on, but I wasn't allowed to actually start going to classes until I was about 11. And then the pastor at the church that we were at started really working with me because she saw something in me. And um, later on, I took classes from the Morris Pratt Institute, and I continuously worked in churches and through the development classes and eventually got all my affidavits and and finished all the courses and took the test and became a certified medium. And I'm still learning. There's people at um, around the nation that I'm so humbled by that are so awesome at what they do. I, every time I see them work, I'm truly humbled by what they do. It is incredible. And it's always an education. There's always growth. There's always more to be learned. And there's a couple that you'll meet somewhere sometime named Phil and Carrie that are from Scotland. And I've, I just came from a week, uh, we don't die course in Orlando and the specifics that they brought the loved ones through 
was amazing. And they said, it's just, it's all something we can all learn. And they were talking about really going into our feelings. And, you know, if you get a picture in your mind, how to you know, tap back into your feelings and start telling the stories. And I'm grateful that I think the level of mediumship in the world, there's a possibility of raising it. And I know within the spiritualism, especially NSAC, you have very high standards of, um, of mediumship and want to make that more available for the world, which if this brings me to my next question is if you could talk some about spiritualism and in, in even the benefit of joining um, a church. And I mentioned NSAC.org. I've been to your church. There are churches all over. And just what would be the benefit um, of people finding a home in, in a church? I was told once when someone joined a church that they felt like they came home. And people are friendly at the churches or the camps because we have some extremely wonderful camps. And they felt like they were coming home. They felt at peace. Um, people greeted them. They weren't judgmental to them. Um, they accepted them. They, you know, they asked questions. People were able to answer that. And I think that's a big thing. If you're accepted somewhere and you're not judged for who you or who you are, or what you look like, I think that's a big deal. Now, spiritualism, um, being a science, philosophy, and religion, show the continuity of life. Because most people, when they come walking through our churches or camps, are have had something happen. They've lost a loved one. They're they're concerned about their loved ones on the other side. Are those people at peace? And I think when we give them messages or show the continuity of life, we're giving them that peace. That we're giving them that assurance that those individuals, their loved ones or friends, are okay and that they're doing fine on the other side. And and I think that's what really makes our churches different. Churches and camps different from others is that they're getting that peace of mind that. Um, that their mother, father, or child, or friend are okay on the other side, and they continue growing. And I think that's a big, big deal. But a lot of people, when they come to our church, say they have found home, that they, they really feel comfortable in our church. And that's a big, big thing. And that we're willing to teach them and willing to show them and listen to what they have to say. And I think that's that's one thing that really brings people home to our, our churches and that they're not they won't be judged for being different. They can be who they need to be or who they want to be. Yes. And there was a woman that I had met that had attended uh, the Scottsdale Afterlife Symposium. And I believe she would attended the seance and she now and she lives in Phoenix. So your church is now her home. And yep. she's so grateful for that connection. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I want to show people, I mean, spiritualism and mediumship is not about making money, it's about teaching individuals and showing them that every that we're there for them. And I think that's a big thing. We're not there to hang out a shingle or make tons of money. I'm there to help individuals, to teach individuals, to show them that um, life continues on and that they have something to look forward to. They're not just going through their daily lives that they can grow and be a better person. Mm, that's great. We often talk Javi on the show about setting up a home circle or being part of a circle, a circle for mediumship development, spiritual development. Is that something people can find being part of an NSAC, NSAC church? Absolutely. 
Um, we have circles that in many different churches and camps that they work on circles. People have home circles. Um, and we offer different books and instructions on how to make, how to have home circles. Um, we encourage anybody to, if they want to, to have circles. Now, I know at our church on Tuesday nights, we have a meditation circle. And we invite anybody and everybody to that circle. And so I think that wherever you go, you can you can have that opportunity. And if you want to start your own home circle, we're more than happy to help you out with that. Oh, that's so great. I have a lot of listeners that hear us talk about these circles and how do we begin? How do we find somebody to be, be with? You know, at some point, I would like to have a directory of We Don't Die listeners around the the world so that we can get together for a cup of coffee or start groups in our areas. But for the time being, I think for anyone listening who's interested, if you go to nsac.org, you can find a list of churches that are associated with the NSAC and these principles and start attending and find a home away from home and help support you on your spiritual path and your growth. So I think it's really great that there is a resource like that, Javi. Absolutely. We want to help as many people as we possibly can Mm -hmm. through the NSAC. And it's a wonderful organization. And there's so many people that are willing to help out and and listen to whoever needs to be listened to. You know, we're there for we're there for the people, not for ourselves. Could you describe? Thank you for that, by the way. uh, could, (laughs) Could you describe what happens in a spiritualist service? I grew up in a um, Catholic religion. So I mean, I know from my past what a service looks like. And I have been to spiritualist services, and they're a bit different. But could you, but they're very at home. Could you describe if someone were to attend what a service might be like? Well, most of our services start out, um, like our service starts out with a healing portion. So we actually have a healing service in the beginning, where you can have hands on healing. Um, You go up in front and have a healing done where individuals will only touch your shoulder or above asking permission and you receive healing through that individual through infinite intelligence or spirit and you're healed physically mentally emotionally um spiritually and you a lot of people feel so much better afterwards then we usually get into our inspirational portion where there's a speaker um, who talks about spiritualism in one form or another that relates to individuals on their level. I don't think that if you you talk to the people, not above the people. So we usually have an inspirational portion of spiritualism that an individual talks about, and those individuals usually share their experience of what they've experienced in spiritualism or with spirit. And then the final portion that separates us from other churches is our mediumship portion, and we do spirit greetings, which proves the continuity of life on the other side. And you get greetings from loved ones, friends, teachers, guides to help you on your journey throughout this life. And um, we have a lot of laughs, and um, we have after church, we, we get around and we talk with each other. And I think that's, that's, you know, we're not something that, you know, you have to pay attention or else it's you take what you need from that service 
and apply it to your life. And if something doesn't work for you, you don't have to accept it by by exact words. You take it how you interpret it. That's great. And I love that you get together afterwards. Is it a coffee hour or something like that? Yeah, it's a coffee hour where we talk and we experience things and people come up to the speaker and say that really related to me. And if they have questions, then the speaker will answer any questions that they have. That's great. And it it feels so good to be part of a community. And I know there's many of us that are joined online through maybe listening to the show or we're part of the We Don't Die Listener Facebook group. But there's nobody in our lives that embraces this with us. And we know that we can't push this on other people when it's their time to go looking for answers. Of course, we're here as resources, but to actually be physically in the flesh with people who believe in this, who we actually on a weekly basis can be part of the divine service and witness the special um, messages that come through the, the evidential mediums during the service. They're, they're very, very special and people need people. And I love that the NSAC offers that. Yes, absolutely. We're there for people. And that's what, that what's, I feel that's what makes a big difference is that we're there not just to get the people in the doors because we want them to be able to feel that they're safe, secure, and that they belong. And I think that's an important thing is that people belong to something. Mm-hmm. It is very, very important because we've got our good days and bad days. And if we're souls having a human experience and great, we believe in the afterlife, but supporting people living life is so, so important. Yeah. So, and if the religion fits for you, great. If it doesn't, you know, we'll help you out with other options. Mm-hmm. That's great. I want to ask you too, you say in your description, you're an ordained minister NST teacher, commissioned healer. What do those mean? Obviously, you must have studied to become a minister. I don't know I what did. NST teacher means. And talk a little bit about being commissioned as a healer. Um, I took the entire Morse Pratt course, which is on morsepratt.org. Um, it's 30 lessons. So it's a home based course. You don't have to be in a classroom for it. Um, I did do development classes at our churches um, here in Arizona for many years. Um, Once I finished the course, I had to prove myself that I could actually do things. So I started out with my mediumship and I worked very hard on my mediumship and got what's called affidavits, which proves that if I gave a message to another individual Um, And it correlated with them and they said, absolutely. They wrote down on a piece of paper. I had to have so many of those affidavits before I could apply for a test. Um, Once I had those affidavits for either mediumship or healing or even my ordination, um, I had to turn all those in. And then I had to take an essay for each um, certification that I had. And then take the test. Now, the tests are about four hours long. So I had to take that in front of my peers. And um, then I finally got my papers and my certificates showing that I was either a certified medium, uh, commissioned healer, where I worked on healing individuals and got affidavits for that and took the test. And my NST, which is the teaching test, is the teaching certification. I'm a national spiritualist teacher. Um, I had to take a oral and written test along with my ordination 
And um, that was many hours of taking a test. And once I was done, then I've got my certifications and I started teaching immediately. It's a long process, but it's well worth it. Um, I think it comes out to being almost a master's in as a degree. So it's many hours of work, um, heartache, sweat and tears. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, it's totally worth it. Totally well, worth it because when you work with people and you see their faces, it makes everything worth all that time. Absolutely. Thank you for your commitment to human beings and to the spirit world, Javi. That's really great. Can you um, tell me what lyceums are? I've heard this term come up a lot recently, and I'm, I, I Googled it, and I don't really know what that means. You're the director of lyceums. I'm the director of Sunday schools. Oh, Sunday Basically, schools. Okay. I work with children because I think children are our future, and children are sometimes, I hate to say this, but children are more open and easier to teach sometimes than adults because they don't have that. Um, ingrained, like you being raised as a Catholic, children that come into the spiritualist church do not have that type of ingrainment in them, so they're easier to show and teach. Uh, There's actually a young girl at our church, two young girls at our church, that one of them is such a phenomenal healer. When she touches you, you, you almost get blown right off the chair. She's so powerful and so wonderful Uh, everything she does and her sister is such a wonderful um i've worked with her on on speaking and automatic writing and she is so phenomenal on her poems and her speaking that i think that these two two young ladies are going to turn out to be a great benefit to society and they're open to anything and so i work with children and that's what sunday's Schools are lyceums. Oh, I'm so glad you told me that. I just had no idea. And I was just speaking to someone recently about how to get children involved with this. Someone said, you need to have a We Don't Die children's course. And that may happen someday in the future. But I just am really delighted to know that the lyceums exist, the Sunday school, if you will, because there's stories of some of the old pioneers in spiritualism like Gordon Higginson, for instance, I mean, he grew up in spiritualism and at a very young age, he was demonstrating as a medium and he went on to becoming one of the greatest mediums of all time. And mm-hmm. just to know that current day, 2019, there are these lyceums that children are welcome to be at to be on their spiritual journey. Yes. Andrew Jackson Davis actually started the lyceums. Mm-hmm. Um, way back um, in the 1800s, he actually founded the Lyceums, uh, the Children's Sunday Schools, and he believed that the children could be wonderful assets to spiritualism, um, that they could be great healers or mediums, because everybody has the gift to be a medium or healer or teacher. No, um, it's how you do it. Some people are different, learn in different ways, but everybody has the potential of being a healer, a medium, a teacher, an ordained minister. No one is excluded on that. No one has a gift and, you know, everybody has a gift. There's not a single person that doesn't have a gift. They just learn it differently or they express it differently. Yes, we all work in our different ways. I personally have passion to studying evidential mediumship and trans mediumship, but I think my service is sharing others and 
creating workshops and doing these shows and things like that. So we don't have to become a medium. We don't have to become a healer. But I think we're all spiritual souls having a human experience. So we all have that those divine gifts. Absolutely. Javi, can you talk a little bit about healing? And because when I hear healing, I know what's possible is physical healing. So you might have some stories of that. But I also know that there's times that not everybody gets healed physically, but they might be healed on a different level. Can you talk about that or any stories you have even with these young healers of anything that's happened? What might be possible? Um, Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to be physically there to be healed. We can do what's called absent healing. So what that is is that you can either be written in a book, a healing book, your name, and we can send out that vibration uh, to those individuals, and it's for their highest and best. When they're healed, um, some people come to our churches and they have what's called hands-on healing, and you actually put your hands on their shoulders if they want and you have spirit come through, infinite intelligence come through, and give them the healing that they need for their highest and best. Um, and they can be not only healed physically, but they can be healed mentally, spiritually, financially, um, emotionally. And if you're not there, but you want to send healing out to another individual, so we work on what we call have healing, um, absent healing, and we send out that vibration of healing to those individuals. Um, I know that there are several facilities called Edgar Casey facilities, and they have big healing circles that they send out healing, um, absent healing to, and they do different types of healings, not only physically, but they can do magnetic healing or color healing. Um, there's many different varieties of healing that you have. Now, in the NSAC churches, we do actually hands-on healing where we actually put our hands on those individuals and work with healing for their highest and best. Um, And it may not be what the healer thinks that they're going to heal that individual, but it's what spirit feels that that individual needs at that time. So, um, And we always send out to those who are in need. So if there's people that can't come to church, maybe they're in a facility, a hospital, a care center, they're homebound, we can send out absent healing for that individual and see them in our mind's eye being healed for their highest and best. Excellent. Have you witnessed or heard stories of people that have had physical symptoms being relieved or pain relieved through healing? Absolutely. Um, My mother... Um, worked with healing so much. She had three different stage four cancers and she worked with healing so much. She beat all three stage four cancers when they only gave her a couple weeks to live. Um, she had um, a knee injury and she we worked with healing on her and somehow where she needed a total knee replacement, she didn't need that knee replacement for many years because we worked on healing. Um, I was involved in a horse accident when I was 13. My entire face was crushed. We worked with healing. And later on, about 10 years later, they did a scan on my face. They could not find a single fracture in my face. It looked like the bones had never been broken. And we worked with healing on that. That's incredible. Yeah. That's really great. Absolutely. I've heard many, many stories. And again, Physical healing may not be in the cards for everybody. I tell you, when my dad was dying of cancer, 
I tried everything to get him to live. But then look what's happened. Perhaps he needed to transition the way he did for me to write the book, to now have the show, to now, you know, all these things. So I do think there's a much higher intelligence. And let's face it, we are all going to check out of our earthly lives someday. So it's not, you know, we'll play full out for healing, but we also have to trust the divine plan for all of us. Javi, can you talk a little bit about what you think is the purpose of life? I know that's a deep question, but maybe just a little inspiration just to give a little hope on the bigger picture. That is a deep question. Um, you know, the purpose in life, I'm here to learn some things. I came to this earthly plane to learn something. Um, I think that when we, before we come here, that we sign a contract and saying, I want to experience something. And so we sign that contract. And of course, when we get here, we don't remember what it is. But I think that we need to learn what happiness is, what trust is. What love is, you know, for some people, learning love or trust is a very hard thing, especially learning how to love or trust themselves. And I think that there is a purpose that we learn certain lessons here on the earth plane. And then when we when we finally cross over, we've learned those lessons and we move on to another experience. We're here to experience something in life. And it's what drives every individual, I believe. I think so too. Thank you for that. Sure, no problem. What I'd love to talk to talk to with you about next is you and the NSAC have asked both myself and Scott Milligan, our very special friend who's a physical medium, to mm-hmm. be presenting at your upcoming convention in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, September 9th through October 4th. And talk a little bit about that because the workshop and divine services are open to the public, but let's, if you wouldn't mind just talking about what the convention is, why it's held. Um, I know you have business meetings that occur also, but let's just talk about it. Cause I'm very excited and I feel very honored that you've asked both myself and Scott to be there. Well, I'm very excited for you guys to be there too. When I saw you last year, I was just so taken back and I was just so in awe of everything that both of you guys have done. Um, So I presented to our service clubs, which uh, we have certain clubs at our convention for our mediums, for healers, for ordained ministers and teachers. And I presented that um, we show and teach our uh, delegates, which are individuals that come all across the United States and some in Canada, that come down and meet with each other of being like minds. And um, I presented that Scott and you come to show what what you can do. I want people to learn, and the NSAC would loves people to learn and be open about different things in life, not just about there's different forms of mediumship. And so we have a what we call a Monday day workshop, and it's a full day workshop. and we have presenters that come in every year and they sh- teach us different aspects of mediumship, of healing, of philosophy, of religion and science of, of different ways than what we just know. 
So it gives us that broader understanding that there's more out there. And the Monday workshop shows that there's more out there in, in everything that we do. So we have a full day workshop, and this year Scott's going to do it, and you are, um, and introduce what different aspects of mediumship there are. And then um, usually we move on after that. We have usually a Monday night um, banquet, which everybody meets and greets and has a real fun time dancing around, laughing, having a good time. And then Tuesday we start our business portion. And our business portion is to make sure that the NSAC as a parent body for the smaller churches and camps are taken care of and all businesses are taken care of. That's including um, making sure that all our bylaws, that we protect all the churches and camps, as well as our parenting body, um, that we discuss financial business and make sure that we are still able to move on. Um, and then we have elections for our, our um, national board, which um, we have a couple elections, uh, big elections coming up this year. And make sure that if any delegates have any concerns, those are expressed at that time during the week's workshop. So we get a lot of information done. We also have uh, smaller classes throughout the week that um, give our delegates information that they can take back to their churches and camps. So we try to provide a lot of information and show that we're out there to support our churches and camps on everything that they can do. And if they have any questions, they can express questions or concerns. They can express them at that time. Oh, that's wonderful. And also one of the foundations, if, if you want to call it foundations, of spiritualism is physical mediumship. And I would doubt that many people have actually witnessed they believe in it but that they've they've at the, that they've actually witnessed a physical mediumship séance is that correct correct um well i know that there's certain people that um do physical mediumship and um hopefully there's i know there's teachers throughout the NSAC that try to show physical mediumship but um scott's very special on that part that he's able to do that. Now, some of our people, like I, um, work full-time, so I can't sit for hours a day working on my physical mediumship, even though I would absolutely love to. But we try to show that. But when it comes to individuals like Scott, we don't see that many here anymore. Now, back in the 1800s, you would see 1800s and early 1900s, you would be able to see more physical mediumship, like the Bank Sisters, the Campbell Brothers, um, and people like Scott, you would be seeing more of them, but you don't see as many now these days. So when we have this opportunity, I always like to show people, and there are churches that have not seen physical mediumship or their individuals have not seen physical mediumship. So this is a rare opportunity that we actually get to see and maybe hope promote more individuals to do that. I agree. I know that when I met Scott a few years back, it was being discussed that physical mediumship is a dying art. Uh, and there, there are people that I do believe in every field might be con artists and charlatans and things like that. But I, I wanted to go after the truth. I wanted to really see if there, it's possible to sit in a darkened room and have materializations and have evidence of the afterlife. And through my experience, there have been so many 
reuniting of family and whether it's children or spouses and loved ones that have come through in the circle. So it's the real deal. Can, Avi, can you just explain a little bit what physical mediumship is and maybe what your experience is in the seance? And if this is your first show, this might seem a little weird, <laughs> but it, it, to me, it is one of the greatest reasons to believe in the afterlife. I mean, there's so many different reasons, but there are some special things that happen that you go from a faith that there's an afterlife to just a real knowing. Well, I um, physical mediumship is the, you have a physical mediumship is where individuals, all the individuals can see, hear, touch, um, sometimes even taste the experience that spirit or infinite intelligence is bringing through. Um, as I personally, I do workshops for beginning physical mediumship. Um, I also do trumpet seances and I work, I bring that to different churches and camps and show them that um, transfiguration so they can see, everybody in that room can see the same thing. Physical mediumship is that, that everyone in that vicinity, in that room at the time can see, hear and touch the same exact thing and everybody can correlate on what that is. And sometimes when you have full physical manifestations, you actually can see spirit just like you can see me um, standing there talking to you, telling you things that you know, but nobody else knows. And you can hear their voice and you can hear it out of their mouth and actually hear that your loved one's voice once more. And I think that's. Um, what physical mediumship is. Now, I've, I've had experiences where everybody can smell cigarette smoke or they all smell popcorn or you actually feel the hand of an individual of spirit touching your head and feeling that cold but warmth of that spirit or you um, have them touching your knee or hear the sounds of trumpets or the drums that are laying around banging or playing. I think that that's what physical mediumship is and experience your loved one coming through either by a voice box or physically is something that can only be experienced when you're there. Um, so that's what physical mediumship is. It's not just having a medium come through and giving you a certain message Everybody experiences that same message. Everybody can hear spirit talking or singing or playing around. There's nothing like it. And it's not a single way to convince somebody that it's real unless you attend it. Because exactly. the skeptical exactly. mind it's very is saying hard to explain. things happen in the dark. The actual medium, for instance, Scott, is tied down to a chair. He's not getting up. And you can check to make sure he can't get out. But to have... Spirit children play with toys. A lot of the things have glow-in-the-dark material on them, so you see things moving around. Just a couple of days ago, we held one of these seances in Orlando at a hotel, and I actually got to see this glow-in-the-dark plaque. It was about the size of an Etch-a-Sketch, and you see the child's fingers holding on to the plaque and going around presenting it to people. There's a drum being beaten, bells being rung, 
these trumpets floating around in the air. Again, you can see the glow in the dark on them. And as great as all that is, where the beauty comes is when the this ectoplasmic voice box can form and that somehow the spirit people can push their face into it and be able to speak again. And just this past Absolutely. week, yeah, there was a mother and daughter reunited and the daughter was talking just inches away from her mother's face and everyone around could hear with very personal information that beyond a shadow of a doubt, the mother knew that that was her daughter and to have those reunitings. And there might only be, you can never go into a seance expecting. You just always have the prayer that the person that needs it the most gets some healing, but let the spirit world decide what's going to happen. So maybe one person comes through communicating. There could be more. You just never know. But the impact on everybody is so profound. So there will be two seances during our few days together, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Two, uh, Sunday night and Tuesday night. Yes. This is fantastic. And again, you can go to nsac.org, click on the button that says convention and to find out more. It's extremely reasonably priced. I think your workshop is just $50 for the one day. Uh, The banquet is just $50. Seances are a little more, but not outrageous. And I know just discussing with Scott, what we'd like to have happen workshop day is Scott will be presenting his passion, which is sharing physical mediums from the past and the history of physical mediums, also giving attendees an opportunity to sit and learn to blend in with your own spirit team, because we all have one. As part of it, he'll also be doing a trance question and answer period. And this will be in full light. He will close his eyes in front of the group and listen to a few songs to get him in that altered state. And you can meet his spirit team. So yes, there are different voices that come out of his mouth. And you can ask questions on all topics of living life and, and things and hear the inspiration and the messages that come through are just tremendous. And then I'll be giving a presentation on some other reasons to believe in the afterlife. I've had this show now for over four years. I've interviewed, oh gosh, we've got now 320 plus hours of interviews. And so there are things on the cutting edge in the realm of life after death that most people don't even know about more reasons to believe. And I'm thrilled that you guys have asked me to be part of it, Javi. I'm absolutely thrilled. So thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so excited about convention. I'm just, I'm just bubbling inside and waiting for it. I'm excited too. And anytime a group of people get together and plus the spirit world's behind it all, I can imagine however many hundreds of people attend, but just the hundreds of thousands of souls of our loved ones in the spirit world, all there, you know, celebrating this truth. And then hopefully it, um, I'm imagining it just spreading And, you know, people bringing this into their communities and who knows, maybe more NSAC churches forming. But speaking of the churches, you've mentioned a couple of times camps. Can you talk about what the camps are? Are those kind of like a retreat or get together? Yes, the camps are usually open in the summer, spring and summertime, um, where they have many different workshops, church services, and people actually live on the grounds of those camps. So um, some of them are there year-round, and some of them are there just only during the spring and summer due to the winter times being so cold, especially back east. Um, And 
there's many different workshops. Uh, Lilydale has workshops from the spring till almost fall time, constant every day, multiple workshops and classes. Um, there's Camp Wanawak um, in Wisconsin. That's a fabulous camp. And they have many different things that happen, and they're always open for people to come. Uh, they have wonderful church services there. Uh, there is a camp up in Washington, Camp Edgewood, that has three different churches that go up there. And, again, individuals, uh, there's actual houses on the camp, so they actually live there. Um, so they're there 24-7, and they live and breathe spiritualism. And it's really amazing to be out those camps. And they're so relaxing and so wonderful. So if you're there, you can spend time actually staying there because some of them have hotels um, that you can actually stay at or rent little cottages there. It's just absolutely fabulous. And you get to be there, breathe and live spiritualism 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it's just really awesome. Oh, I love it. I love it. They sound great. And why I'm also excited about this is so many of my listeners this love hearing about this, but what do we have in the United States that can help people on their spiritual paths? And I don't, I haven't had too many recommendations, things, because I haven't myself really explored what we have here, but I thought, gosh, there's not much. And now I'm realizing there is, we just need to know where to look. Right. Yeah. There's also a camp out in Michigan that's just incredible. So, you know, if you're you're not that far away, then you can go out there as well. But you can find all the camps and and churches online at the NSAC.org and just experience. Just go out and have a great time out there. Oh, that's great. And to our international friends, I don't mean to be living you out. You certainly can visit the United States. I know in the UK, there's a lot more spiritualism than there is well, maybe spiritualist churches than we find in the United States. So wherever you live, I think that you can Google it. And if they don't exist now, maybe you can be part of creating. But it really is nice to find a home and a community. With that, could you tell us a little bit about your church in Phoenix? Sure. Our church is Church of the Living Spirit. Um, we have, we're a small little church, but happy little church. Uh, we have services on Sunday mornings. Uh, 10.30 to noon, we have a Tuesday night meditation circle. Um, in the fall, starting after, in mid-October, we have development classes. Usually on the last Friday of every month, we have a all-message service. I have many different people in our church. I have a wonderful ministers, uh, other ordained ministers. Uh, Mary Beth Lovecchio, who spoke on your your. Um, podcast before. Um, I have a Jane Seabolt. She is awesome. Um, and I have many very, very awesome and dedicated student workers as well. Um, I cannot say enough about them. All the people at our church are just wonderful people. I'm so blessed to have every single individual there. Um, we're at 19th Avenue and Greenway on the northwest corner in, in front of a shopping mall. Uh, if you see the sunflowers on the windows, that's us. Oh, very so. nice. And I've been there and it's a home away from home. And a shout out to Mary Beth Lavecchio and Jane Siebold, who were both at my two We Don't Die conferences. 
and they're big supporters of the show. I've, I've interviewed both of them and to all of our friends at Church of the Living Spirit. It's just, it's a great place. And I also know many of you listeners are going to be attending the Soul Summit Scottsdale. That's coming up that's being held in Scottsdale, Arizona. And if you plan your airline tickets correctly, why not take in a special service at the Church of the Living Spirit? So you can go to Church of the Living Spirit NSAC.com to find out more. Also on Facebook, as we love Facebook, just type in Church of the Living Spirit and you'll see those sunflowers and you can at- attend a service. So yes. Javi, what haven't I asked you or that you'd like to share, or if you even want to just reach in for just a little inspiration to share before we close the show. I'm just very excited about this year's convention. Um, Everybody has worked very hard and is very dedicated um, when it comes to this convention to make sure that um, all our, our, everything is ready to go and that we're welcoming everybody. Um, I hope that, Many individuals come and know that we're here. <clears throat> Any church is here or camp is here or I, even the main office, NSAC, is here to to help every individual and um, to be open to talk to anybody. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being our guest today. Thank you. And I can't wait to see you again. I can't wait to see you again. Time goes by so fast. It does. I know. Yes. And even if you're listening to the show and it's 2021, you can still go to NSAC.org to find out the churches and check out their yearly convention. And I'm always so present to that hobby that even though you and I might be recording this in August 2019, we could be much further in the future when somebody listens to this. But always, these words of the afterlife will ring true forevermore, no matter when you listen. You know, know that your loved ones are around you. Life after death is real. Your life is for a purpose. Grief can be difficult, but we do have these unseen beings that are around us and supporting us and really do encourage people to have a community in your life that supports you on your spiritual growth. It's so important and it feels good. And hey, we're really fun people, aren't we? Yeah, I'm sure you have lots of laughs, Javi, when you get together. I do, with your I do. And I, I, you know. We try to be as fun as we can and um, help out as many people as we can. But I like to have a little humor in my life. Yes, so do I. It's really good. And when those who attend the workshop with Scott in Milwaukee find out, he sure is playful and fun. And then when he goes into teacher mode, a little more serious, but he's just he's such a great guy. So I adopted him as my little brother, and I'm grateful that I get to experience so much of the spirit world with him and through his eyes. So again, I invite everybody to check out NSAC.org, click on convention, and you may want to take in Sunday afternoon at the, what was the name of the church that you mentioned? Uh, The West Alice church in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where we have Sunday service. Wonderful. It's going to be a great time. That's going to be Sunday morning, September 29th at 1030 in the morning. So Scott and I will be there for that for sure. And then on the Sunday evening is when we're going to hold the first seance. And then Monday is a full day of workshop with Scott with a special appearance of 
yours truly, me. And then Monday night is the banquet. Join us for that. Tuesday, although the church, the, uh, NSIC is going to be having their meetings. Scott and I will be around. It'll be a great time to catch up and chat and maybe have a a meal together. Tuesday night will be another divine service. So not just on Sunday, but also on Tuesday night, right there at the hotel, there'll be a divine service again with the mediumship readings as part of the service. And then Tuesday night, we'll have our second seance. And then on Wednesday, the, the, Convention goes on with the groups from the NSA talking. Uh, I know Scott and I will be departing by then, but even just a few days in Milwaukee with us, there's great things to take in in the Milwaukee area. You've got some outings for people as well, don't you? You have something going on to Oshkosh, Javi? Yes, we have a Thursday outing and I think a Saturday outing. Yes, so there's some good things and just to be part of it all and the time that maybe the convention people are meeting, the NSAC are meeting, go explore Milwaukee. It's a really great city. So you don't have to be there for the whole convention. You can come for a couple of the services, the seance. I hope you visit us for the workshop on the Monday, but I do hope you come. NSAC.org to find out more. Our home base for this show is we don't die radio.com. I know we're also on iTunes and YouTube and you can find now more than 300 episodes. But if you sign up for the insiders club, which is my insiders, my insiders club, which is my email list, I'm trying to say, you'll receive a free copy of my book. We don't die in a PDF form, as well as a very healing audio called how to survive grief. I've got some new buttons for upcoming events. There's a movie that was created about me. There's some, just some neat things that are happening in the world of afterlife. That's all on we don't die radio.com. So with that, one more thank you to our guest, the pastor Haviva Richards. Thanks Javi. Thank you. And thank you, my wonderful listener for spending this time with us, whether it is your first episode or you've invested 300 hours. (laughs) I appreciate you. You are a special person. You are one of a kind. You have divine gifts that you haven't even begun to explore yet. And I do think that grief and the pain we feel can set us sailing in our spiritual journey. I know it's very difficult, but in my case, the worst thing that's ever happened to me with the death of my father and everything that happened around that time gave me the absolute best thing I've ever had. And I have around me a team of like-minded people that I love and adore and I have you. So we are together. Even if we never meet face to face, consider me your friend and all of us your friend. So in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, always so happy to be our host on We Don't Die Radio. I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. So take a minute now, if you have it, go to nsac.org and just explore, explore the the values, the principles. Uh, Even if you don't ever attend a church service, it might just give you a little hope and comfort. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. Oh,